Hi, we're Liz and Riley of We Are You, and today we're here with Olivia Morreale, and we're really excited to go over all of these topics. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Oh my gosh, of course. <laughs> we're really excited to talk about all of this, starting with body positivity. Um, you know, there's just been like, obviously, a lot of unrealistic beauty standards that push women to, and men as well, not really accept their bodies. Um, is that something that you've ever struggled with? Have you ever struggled with the way you view your body? Yeah, definitely. I think every woman does to a certain extent because of, you know, the things you just mentioned. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm grateful for, I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. I'm grateful for sort of the increased ability of the media to show like alternative, not alternative body types, but every body type, yeah. you know, and like for that sort of to be more visible. I was thinking about, um, you know, just sort of models. One of my friends posted something about, um, you know, if you're a small business, because there's so many small businesses sort of happening right now too like entrepreneurship is a big a big deal right now and she posted something that was like you know if you only use white models i i don't respect you as a creative if you only use one body type i don't think that's like right now it's just so it's so easy to include i mean really really it's always been so easy to include everyone my cat stop um (laughs) but (laughs) um but you know, yeah, there's not really an excuse to not include everyone. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So has the way you viewed your body and like everything like that has ever held you back from dressing the way you want? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think like I feel fortunate in that I don't I've never struggled with like anorexia or, or any sort of like um you know, body positivity related like illness or anything like that but I do definitely think it's like it's a challenge like I think it's hard to be okay with like taking risks you know when it comes to fashion or even just like oh my god even just like sorry even just like I know getting dressed takes forever which I never thought about but I actually do think it's sort of because I'm so analytical and I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. the best thing either you know I think we spend more time taking risks and trying to like develop our individuality than worrying about like how exactly our pants look you know (laughs) I don't know exactly Mm -hmm. I know I've definitely done the same thing it takes me so long to pick an outfit sometimes because it's I'm very critical of the way I look and so you know just like putting something on like and even in these interviews I've noticed like I'll watch the recordings back and be like I am so ugly and like (laughs) I'm not I'm adorable look at me so it's ridiculous fire yeah come on it's ridiculous (laughs) so it's like especially as a self-love page I think to be like I it's something I'm working on to not like look back and be so critical and all that but it's just Mm -hmm. very easy with all of the um pushed beauty standards that we all really grew up with yeah Mm -hmm. like before school every day I'd be like I'd have like an outfit set up ready like when I was like younger and I'd have like an outfit set up like before like the night before and I used to like get dressed in it in the morning and I used to sit in the mirror and be like Ugh, no no yeah I, exactly like, now as I've gotten older I'm like okay I'll wear what I want I really don't care with yeah, random exactly. strangers yeah exactly the that's the thing no one's gonna look at you the same way that you're looking at yourself either you know what I mean like right. no one's gonna look at you as critically and I saw a tweet once that said, like, no, everyone is so busy judging themselves, they're not going to be worried about what you're doing. So it just right. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Someone said to me once, too, like, um, the way people see you is, like, the way that you see yourself when you just, like, glance in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. people's perception is, like, that's the amount of thought, that, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Like, no one cares. <laughs> yeah. We, we just care so much, though. Mm-hmm. 
so with all of that and kind of like the judgment towards yourself, um, is there a way that you'd like to talk to yourself in order to work towards accepting your body as it is? I think, well, there, you know, I think we all sort of do that or try to do that in one way or another. But I think for me, what's been really helpful is not even thinking about it in terms of necessarily, you know, I am, you know, my body is, is good versus my body is bad. Like, I like to now sort of focus my energies on, like, what statement do I want to make with the clothes that I'm wearing and, like, how can I express this individuality and, like, using my body as sort of a canvas or, like, my body is just there to sort of, like, demonstrate a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, and, and not just in what I wear, but like where you, where your body is, is, is where you're at. Like on any given day too, like I've been talking, I don't know, I've t- been talking a lot about this with a few friends, like my weight personally will fluctuate maybe like every, every month it'll be like two to three pounds, whatever. Like, you know, I think everyone's sort of, yeah, everyone's body does that. But, um, but you know, on any given day, you're like, you have to assess where you are and sort of know like, um, this is just, this is who I am today, including like how my body looks and feels. And so like, you know, using that in a, like spinning that in a positive light to just sort of like wear what you want to wear or like do the things that you want to do on a given day. Like your body's just a vehicle for like the rest of you, you know? So that's, I don't really know, that's how I like it. Yeah, yeah. That's like, that's a really good way to look at it. Um, body image and mental health sort of go hand in hand. So moving on to that, how would you describe your own mental health if you're comfortable answering that? Yeah, it's definitely, um, I, I definitely have like ups and downs with it. I think it's like, and that's another thing I think is really, um, it's really great that it's starting to be more, um, taking care of your mental health is starting to be more widely accepted, you know? Um, I had a friend who was saying, he was, he was saying, yeah, I think um, in the same way that gyms didn't used to be a thing, you know, going to therapy is gonna be like going to the gym. Exactly. Yeah, hopefully soon, yeah. which I think is a great trajectory. Like it makes a lot of sense to care about that. You know? Exactly. Well, you know, but like uh, my upbringing is like not focused on any of that at all. And so um, I've definitely had an interesting journey with it where like I live, I've lived in California for seven years at this point, like six, seven years. And, and I think it's a lot more culturally accepted or at least in the culture. I'm a musician, you know, like everyone is sort of like, we need this. Like every exactly. artists need this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for me personally, I think I'm still at the beginning stages of learning, like, what I need to be aware of when it comes to that, you know, and like, factoring that in, in the same way as like the body thing, you know, it's like factoring that into like, what I do every day, like, I tend to push myself pretty hard and like, not, you know, take a break or like, not really acknowledge when I need a break. Exactly. And especially if I'm working with other people, you know, like I'll be like, oh, it's fine. Let's just pull through. Like, let's get get it done, whatever. And sometimes that works. And sometimes it's like, you know, yeah. it's not the day. So I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely kind of, I wouldn't say new to it, but I'm definitely sort of like still figuring out how to um, incorporate that into yeah. my routine, you know? Mm-hmm. Of course. But I definitely think it's really important. It is really important. Sorry, you're real. There's just a lag. Yeah. Um, so with incorporating like all of those things that you've taught yourself, has your mental health improved within the last year? Mm. I think 
maybe not because of that. Well, actually, I don't know. I think we all have had, I don't know what you guys did during quarantine, but I definitely had a lot of um, alone time. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I think honestly, it was great. Like I became a producer, like, you know, like I, That's so you know, like I was in like a, in a bigger way. Like I was like, oh no, I'm actually like a music producer. Like I can do this, you know? Yeah. So that, and, and like in that, sort of process I learned sorry my computer I learned how to be alone more mm-hmm. so I think before I, I was very focused on like yeah collaboration which I still think is really important um I as an artist like definitely rely on collaboration mm-hmm. to make the best stuff possible mm-hmm. um but being alone is way more important than I realized you know like mm-hmm. having and being okay with like okay I'm just gonna like stay in tonight and like work on this thing or or do nothing um so that's been good for my mental health for sure i think i've definitely matured in that way Mm -hmm. question sort of yeah (laughs) i think it's just like kind of learning to like live without relying on people almost yeah and just kind of being like okay i can do this myself and like i think definitely like we all kind of went through that i think a bit during quarantine yeah so you mentioned that you became a producer during quarantine, which is really cool. So congratulations on that. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Does writing music and creating help you sort your emotions and articulate your feelings? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so like I was saying, it's, I mean, you know, it just takes a lot of hours. to, mm-hmm. And I, I'm still, you know, at the beginning stages, but just in terms of like my ability to sort of communicate my musical ideas, it's definitely involved. Um, and yeah, it's very... It can be very therapeutic because you know you might work on my roommate is also um a producer and she we were talking about this and it's like sometimes you just make a beat and you spend like hours getting the right you know whirly tone and then it's like bad at the end and you don't like it <laughs> you know and you're like, okay well like that was four hours of my life that like this beat is not gonna but it's not always about the final product because like then you'll go into the next session and be like oh i remember how i did this like specific drum fill and then like mm-hmm. that's what you like nothing is wasted when you yeah. work so it's like it's really fun and it's really yeah it is really like um the ideas come out in different ways which is also really fun like you know you can um write you write I write differently when I'm producing because you know you're sort of writing as you're producing instead of like I used to like write the song and then I would like arrange it and then like you know work with like friends to sort of like bring it to mm-hmm. more and then you also have more agency when you're in a session with someone else, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. actually, no, like, I like the drums this way instead of, like, the melody I wrote has this thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually just started making music as well. So, like, I can definitely relate to the whole, like, oh, yeah. spending awesome. hours on something and being like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's good. It's always good. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Have you, I, I don't even know how to segue this, so we're just going to go for it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gained confidence um, from the female community and, like, within being in the female community? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I think um, female musicians are some of, like, the dopest people. Like, I just, and, and like, instrumentalists, especially. And, like, I've played a few gigs, like, just on keys and, like, whatever like pop stuff but um I think it's incredibly challenging like I I sort of I went to jazz like I was a jazz major at school like I was in the jazz um community whatever but I was a singer a jazz singer and um you know it's mainly guys 
<laughs> and so like when and like you know my roommate melody i was just talking about like you know she's a keys player but we talk about this all the time too it's like it's always mainly guys like who are you know instrumentalists whatever um and some of them like really don't want to hear your opinion mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it's really difficult to have the confidence because and it's so funny too i was just thinking about this like right before we got on the phone like you know it's so hard to have the confidence to do the exact same thing that they are just able to do without sort of any inhibition from like you know social like society like and nothing is sort of inhibiting not none of the same things i'll say yeah their expression and in jazz like you know you're improvising a lot of the time so Mm -hmm. a lot of it is based on improvisation and collaboration even like when you're not improvising you're like really your voice is really present so you have to be free Mm -hmm. you know and i think like it's really hard for women to be free in those situations and so i have a lot of um i get a lot of inspiration from yeah and i think you know and i i think that applies across the board i don't think that's just music either yeah i mean i've definitely Mm -hmm. felt a lot more confident when hanging out with groups full of you know women rather than men because Women yeah. will value, I think, your opinion and the things you have to say a lot more. And that's not true for all men, obviously. But I think just in general, yeah, they it's just a common thing, unfortunately. That's yeah. so true. And it's like you... So I, I had this book club that I started in uh, quarantine. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same thing. It's like... And I think what I was going to say, sort of to your point, was just like encouraging one another to say the things we want to say and like voice the opinions just sort of be be the best that we can be uh-huh it's really important like i think you know like in this book club like we have you know it's like all my friends that i know love to read like everyone has like intelligent thoughts and like mm-hmm. interesting insight and so it's like very i think it's very important to like bring that out in in one another as women and i definitely think yeah it's definitely just easier with women there was actually a study done and in groups of men um, at colleges, when women talk, I think about 33% of the time, the men will say that the conversation was dominated by women because they're just right, used right. to the conversation being male dominated. And right. so women speaking really at all, they're like, oh my gosh. They're like, a woman said something? Like, exactly. How dare, how dare she? Like, <laughs> I know. So I think it's just a lot easier to have a female community where, you know, they're not going to be like, oh my gosh, the females are dominating the conversation because, you know, obviously they will be when it's all females. Yeah. So, to me. like, a guy will be like, you know, like, a man will say something like, something like that. And you're like, were you there? Like, I was in the same play like you know you're like mm-hmm, exactly what you perceived as happening is so funny to me like because mm-hmm. you're like just, we're all just here like i know intimidated by you know me having something to say like that's crazy to me exactly yeah, that's the thing male perception is very different than exactly and women's perception and have you realized that the world is really still built on you know like the male view the way men view things like laws and everything like everything is just very like I don't even know how to put it, but it's just like through the male gaze, basically, is like how everything yeah. is. Kind of and built I think on it's hard because I, I feel like you know we don't. I I never want it to become like a, a you know man bashing sesh. Like I obviously think like men can when they want to or you know whatever like be very understanding and like supportive and whatever. But I, yeah. it's really I think it really takes like like the men I know who are really not 
really don't allow those sort of like biases to inform their decisions or like judgment Mm -hmm. um, are really good listeners and are a little bit maybe less masculine and sort of their like conversational approach you know <laughs> like and I think you said um that you didn't want to become like male bashing and all that and I think it's very interesting to see that because that's the same thing that I'm like I've always been worried about is like I don't want to be perceived as someone who hates men or you know what I mean because mm-hmm. when you are a feminist those two kind of two men go hand in hand but I think that it's just really interesting that we still sort of are afraid of coming across as hating men when it's not that at all. It's just, it's literally like, cause I'm hang, I hang out with tons of guys and I have great guy friends who, you know, won't drown out my opinion, who were respectable and great. And I understand that it's not all men. However, I need to address the issues that, you know, men cause, and it's not all men, but those men do cause right. those issues. And it's like, you can't even say something. You can't even say like, this is a male issue without it becoming that you hate men. And that's like, just not right. it at all. And it's totally, totally oh, 100%. Yeah. My brain I mean, automatically goes to like comments. Like I'm afraid to like talk about that kind of stuff because like, I'm so afraid of like the comments that are going to come in. Like I normally don't care, but like, I don't want the comment section of like a feminist post or like a feminist page to be just flooded with toxicity Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's a balance like I think it's you know if if the goal is for just you know it to be everyone working together on this goal like it is important to hear men's voices when it comes to that because Mm -hmm. if it if you know it's we, it's not, it's the same. I mean, I think, you know, it's similar to like, you know, issues with like people of color or like, you know, the whole, like, I, I think it's all of our problem. Like, you know, and to, to suggest that it's anybody's, it suggests that it's just a women's pro like the problem of women is just foolish to me. Cause then like, exactly. you know, it's like everyone is, everyone is um, negatively affected by mm-hmm. these things. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, like, that's something I've been thinking about even more recently is that feminism really is a movement for everyone to reach equality. And the only people that should have an issue with it are the people who are benefiting from women's inequality. And so it's like, if you are against feminism, then you are like directly benefiting from the oppression that women face every day. And it's like, this could for men really help them because then they don't have to, they're able to talk about their mental health. They're able to talk about the, it's, it opens up so many doors for men as well. Right. And unfortunately it's not represented that way ever. It's just right. this like man hating movement, which is not it at all. You know, I love men. They're great. Like, <laughs> so unfortunately that's just, it's so funny. I've been talking to, uh, so a lot of my female friends are, um, in lesbian relationships, like they're in mm-hmm. relationships with other women, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, we've been talking about just our, I'm, and I'm dating a guy and <laughs> my one friend was like, she was like, yeah, sometimes I look at my partner. I'm like, why can't I just date a guy? Like, why are we crying? Like, but it's like, everyone is just so emotionally intelligent. Like, and like, and like with another woman, like everyone just always has like exactly what they want to say, like ready to go. Like exactly. with a guy, you're like, Oh my god, like you can be sad. Like you know? I know. <laughs> it's so That's funny. So funny. It's like, it's like, can I please be straight? Like <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna try to segue. Here. 
Okay, sorry, yeah. No, it's fine. No, it, this is always a section where we, like, go all out, so, like, it's great. <laughs> These are always the best <laughs> conversations. You sort of mentioned that your, you know, jazz and all that was very male-dominated, um, and no one really valued your opinions. Has sexism and the continued inequality in 2021 held you back from any opportunities in your career? Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you said, has sexism held me back from any opportunities in my career? Um, yeah, actually. There's so many gigs where, like, you know, a guy can roll, sorry, Archie, stop. It's fine. A guy can roll out of bed. <laughs> And go, and you're like, if you don't show up like looking amazing, then you know you don't get. Yeah, home. I don't know. There's so many things like that. I could go on and on about this, but yeah, I saw posted it about this female skier. I don't know if that's the correct word. She skis, um, and she like had finished a competition and was doing interviews, and someone asked her why she hadn't taken her goggles off yet, and she said that she had been late in the morning and didn't get to put makeup on. And everyone was kind of like treating it like it was funny, and people were like, "Oh, this is so funny." And then someone was saying, "How is this funny?" when yeah. it's a pressure that's put on women to the point where they feel like they can't even, you know, show up without makeup on, yeah. without being judged. Like, because it's not, it's not a pressure she put on herself. That is a pressure that's put on by society because it's... Right. And of course it gets, it, like, is blamed on her. Exactly. Like, yeah, it all turns around to, like... Makeup, like <laughs> I know, exactly. It's just always, it's so frustrating. Yeah. That's real. Mm -hmm. Because some of it is, like, okay, some, like, and I think it's easier now... I think kind of what I was saying about, you know, the body image stuff too, but like, it is easier now somewhat, thankfully, to say, fuck, you know, like it is easier to be like, all right, like deal with it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, the world has to deal with it a little more, but definitely not the way that guys can do it. Exactly. Like, yeah. People like, you ever see like a guy show up? I had this, oh my God, one time I had this gig. And, like, you know, when I have a gig, it's, like, I'm the boss, like. Yeah. <laughs> the boss. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. <laughs> so, it's, like, usually guys, like, whatever. Yeah. And this guy shows up in sweatpants, like, to this gig that I'm paying him to do, like, with the paid gig, like, we're doing, it's, like, this big, it was, like, an outdoor, like, um, movie screening, and we were, like, the band that was playing before or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, how dare you? Yeah. I, never, I never hired him again. I was like, how dare you show up in, like, a sweatshirt and sweatpants to, like, a gig that I'm... I would never, ever do that. You know, yeah, like, that's so I weird. could never do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like... Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, there would be much harsher consequences if a female right. were to show up like that. If I was wearing a sweatshirt, it would be insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You mentioned that you grew up on the East Coast. Did you grow up in an area where feminist beliefs were encouraged, or did you have to form your own opinions over time? Um, well, like I said, I grew up, you know, um, I grew up very Catholic, which mm -hmm. I wouldn't say is the opposite of feminist, actually, I wouldn't say that at all, mm -hmm. but I would say that more traditional structures don't get, leave a lot of room. I think the, the women that I knew growing up were, you know, like my mom is a really, in like she's a medieval historian she has a phd like she's a badass um okay. but she also you know like she does whatever she wants but like you know a lot of this is sort of structures i think that i grew up with i had to shed mainly like mainly because of my lifestyle but also i think because yeah some of them were really um inhibiting to me as a woman mm -hmm. um so yeah I think a lot of the stuff 
you know, like I went to Catholic. I went to all girls school though in my last two years of high school. So I moved halfway through high school. Like I grew up in DC and then I moved to New York mm-hmm. in like junior year. So I was at like a really big co-ed school for the first half. And then I went to this all girls school where like, um, and that really like really showed me how to sort of like we were talking about, you know, have discussions mm-hmm. with other women and just like be you. Um, that was really dope. And like, I'm really grateful for that. Cause I think I probably would have been pretty, not that I'm not lost, but you know, <laughs> I would have been like less, uh, like less confident. I think, like, I think, you know, I showed up there and it was like, it was cool to be smart. Yeah. And like, you know, if you, if you were cheated, like, you know, it was like a huge deal. Like everyone would talk about it and you were like, not cool, you know, yeah. like, and it was like, that was awesome because I'd never yeah. been to a school like that where it was like, oh, the smartest person is the coolest person. Like, yeah. that's awesome. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> no, and, the, and like, everyone's a woman. So, like, that's also, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is kind of a roundabout way of answering your question, but I do think, like, it's definitely carried over. In a, those are the good things, I think, from mm-hmm. sort of my upbringing that have carried over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think, like, you know, it's helpful to be able to balance, like, my view of men. Like, I don't, I don't want to sort of um, shut out the male voices in my life or, like, discredit sort of any influence that, like, you know, male collaborators have. You know, like, I think yeah. it's definitely really good, a good um, thing to keep in mind, too. And it sort of helped me to, like, put into context in my own life, like, you know, when when something is unfair and when it isn't and then like from my own lens to sort of like feel I don't know confident in myself as a woman Mm -hmm. yeah it kind of made sense I think it makes sense (laughs) (laughs) so with music and everything what effect do you want your music to have on your listeners well with the project I am releasing right now I so I wrote it with my friend Eli and like he produced like a lot of it and I produced of it too and um we kind of it's kind of different from some of my other stuff because of that it's sort of you know it's collaborative um but the concept of it is sort of each is there's four songs on the full ep and we kind of want it to be like a trippy dream Mm -hmm. so like with the video i just released like we really ran with that idea and we were like you know let's do creepy alice in wonderland and like but the song is about like kind of the stuff that comes out in your dreams that like tells you about yourself, you know, like you're like, oh wow, like that's what I think, you know, like yeah. whatever. Um, so that was like the idea for that song. And then like, um, yeah, sort of similar with the other songs, just sort of like evoking a feeling that you get in a dream, which it's kind of like, I'm really into, right now I'm really into the idea of like, um, first of all, I've been thinking about a lot about my live show. Like, I really want my live show when that's a thing, like to mm-hmm. be sort of immersive, um, to the, to the extent that a pop show could be immersive, you know, like sort of having like projections and like, you know, costumes that are really like intentional and sort of like things that are, that create this world. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want the world to be like, really cool and aesthetically pleasing but also like a little bit like weird yeah for a minute and then so that's like the concept that I'm sort of leading with with this project and like maybe it'll change some of my other stuff that I'm coming up is like a little more grounded I guess I would say but 
I think I'm gonna keep the aesthetic pretty weird because I think it's is fun. super <laughs> cool. It's really cool for your yeah. music video and stuff. Is like I love it. It's so cool. Thanks. Yeah, I think it's fun. Exciting. It is fun. What did you say, Sarah? The fact that you're like going to do live shows and like with that same aesthetic is going to be so cool. Oh, yeah, I'm. <laughs> I have to figure it out. I'm not sure yet. Like, obviously, glitter is going to be involved. Like, I think with the costumes, there's going to be. I have this. I don't know if you can see it glistening, but my um glitter. Jacket. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so exciting. Yeah. I'm that's making like all the guys wear glitter. It's weird. That's so cool. I love that. So anyway, I don't know if that was really an answer. That's sort of just what I've been thinking about with it. It was, yeah. That's super cool. Okay. I like that. You mentioned earlier that you kind of want to keep a certain aesthetic when going into, you know, your live performances and stuff like that. How would you describe your new music that you've been releasing recently? And what is the aesthetic? Like, what would you describe that as? Of the stuff I'm releasing now? Mm-hmm. I guess it's like... This is such a hard question. I guess this is like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, like, like in a lot, like, okay, okay. Like, I would say, like, kind of 90s we got going on. But that's just because, like, that's how I've always dressed. Like, <laughs> the fact that it's back, I'm so happy. I know. <laughs> like, oh, good. I can keep dressing the exact same. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got, like, one pair of, like, high-waisted pants. So I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> not to wear these anymore. Um, but, you know, like, I think that prevails. There's a lot of um, glitter, like I said. Maybe like some neon. Oh, oh my God! There's this girl. Mm-hmm. She's not related. It's also not the music I'm releasing right now. But <laughs> this is really dope girl I'm trying to work with because I have this song called Telepathic Love coming out soonish. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm working on it right now. But um, I want like neon like have you guys seen we were just watching this last night the video miley cyrus um lighter have you guys seen that and it's just like psychedelic lights on her face the entire time oh i think like neon you guys should check it out but i kind of want that vibe but like with like weird like i don't know just like weird liquids and like neon shit yeah um but i'm trying to segue into that with like a lot of glitter and like um right now i think yeah I would say it's very like colorful, 90s, like glittery, um, maybe like kind of DIY vibe. But I don't know if I want to say that. Like it's obviously DIY. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm doing it my why. So I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm super into everything that you've been putting out. I think it's really cool. what has been like your favorite part about creating music um I well I really like I'm gonna answer a different question which is I I like you taking control of this this interview it's like actually no actually no (laughs) um no I well I don't know I've been making music for a while but I haven't been releasing it at all and now like I'm just figuring out how to release it and it's so fun because I'm like oh like you know it matters like you do have to go get press like you have to go get attention like you have to and it's like that's fine like I used to be like oh my god like I don't want to like do that but like that's just how it works and it's like kind of a fun process because like in the same way that like people are discovering your music like 
you're discovering, especially now, like, it's like, you know, like the thing you guys have, or like the thing that like a lot of people are doing, which is like creating smaller outlets for like, you know, like not niche, but like niches of, of sort of like music. It's like, there's a lot more, there are a lot more people doing that in the same way that there are a lot more people making music. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Like, I'm like, oh, wow, I would love to like work with this zine, you know? And like, Mm -hmm. that's maybe not always been a thing that could happen. So yeah, that's been cool, you know, Mm -hmm. because everyone's creative and everyone's trying to like show it. Yeah. I think that's been like the, the, one of the good parts of coronavirus. There's not, there's not been a ton with this, with everything, because it's obviously very bad, but I think focusing on the positives is that like people really have, I think, stepped out of their comfort zones a bit. And I know, like, for sure I have, because I would have never started this page, I don't think, if, if quarantine hadn't happened. Like, we were just so bored, and I was like, you know what? That magazine we were going to start in a couple years, let's do it now and just have it be an Instagram yeah. page, because, like, it's easier that way, and, like, no one reads magazines. So, like, you know, like, it, it definitely, I think, has pushed people a lot, and, like, even with me creating music now in the last year, like, I think it's all just been, like, a result of this being at home, and I don't know, I guess just, like, it's, it's somehow, in a way, created more freedom, despite the fact that you can't go anywhere and stuff like that, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's it's more creative freedom now, because people are turning to certain things and just getting these new hobbies and trying to fill time, and I feel like that's been a good part of it, because there's so much new music lately, and, like, I've discovered so many new artists, and we haven't even had this page for a year, in May it'll be a year, and I've discovered and talked to so many new, like, really cool artists, and it's just really exciting, you know what I mean? So, like, I just think it's yeah. really, really cool. It's definitely cool to see. Totally. No, it's awesome. And that was actually our last question, I'm pretty sure. Unless I'm, unless I skipped, yeah. but I'm pretty sure we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we did it. Oh my gosh, yay, go us. <laughs> did great. So yeah. Your answers were so good. I love talking to you. That was so fun. That was so fun. Oh.